0: Hello and welcome to story on the spot. We've got a full house today as you can see and we will say hi to all of these guys right after our introduction. Okay, and so this is Story on the Spot. My name is Jim Heskett. Going this way, right next to me is our first time guest, Mr. Dave Barons. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey. How's it going? (laughs) So, check it out. Dave writes what he calls Florida fiction or tropical thrillers, and you can go to www.tropicalthrillers.com and get some free stuff. Continuing on over there. Kevin Tomlinson finally got his visa issues worked out and has made his triumphant return to the United States. So welcome back. Or uh, should we say bienvenidos, Kevin? I mean, ah. uh, <laughs> good to have me. <laughs> good. Directly underneath me here is Mr. Douglas Pratt coming back for the second straight week in a row. That's Douglas Pratt.com. Thanks for coming back, Doug. Thank you. Mr- Thank you. This way, Mr. Craig, a heart down in the corner. And then way back, way over there through all these other guys. Is Mr. Ra McGee bring back Fringe? Ra is using his uh, pulpit as to give fashion advice. (laughs) No, the
1: television show, sir. The television. I thought you were talking about
0: frilly fringes. No, no, that's
1: not me, man. That's not me. But Fringe,
0: the TV show, is amazing. It should Hmm. make a comeback. Hmm. I never saw it. Yeah. Okay, so what are we doing on this show? On this show. Uh, this is Story on the Spot, episode number 26. It's the world's first and only thriller fiction improv game show. And first up, last week winner was Nick, but it's actually two weeks ago. So, but uh, that was the story Hot Dogs from Outer Space. Nick really mm. killed it on that one, <laughs> and it wasn't even close. So, despite
2: me not being here for like three weeks, I still feel I should have won
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that <spot> last week. <laughs> well it's it's a shame that nick's not here to claim his victory because you know as much as he complains about not winning the week he does win he doesn't show up so what's, what's up doing? with that yeah Desiree does say Desiree stuck up for you there RA. Right? Mm-hmm. um all right so what are we doing on this show if you're watching what you're going to do is watch each pitch <coughs> Because uh, we are going to have probably three rounds with we never had this many people before. But um, I'm going to put up a story prompt, and then each of these guys is going to pitch a story. Then you watching can vote by comment. And then next week, we will announce the winner. So, you guys ready to get started? Mm, yeah. Not in the yeah. <laughs> Kevin's going to be a little rusty. And that's all right. Man. And Dave, since it's your first time, we are going to go easy on you. But Doug, since (laughs) Doug, since it's your second time, you get no slack at all. (laughs) You get nothing. (laughs) No slack at
3: all. That's fine. That's That's
0: fair. You get nothing (laughs) unlike it. (laughs) Okay, so today (laughs) we have a bonus word, and that is loquacious. It means (laughs) talking. So if you work the bonus word into your story somehow, you're going to get one of these, which should be its own reward. (laughs) But you'll also get a bonus point too. Hmm.
2: and that's only All right, if you can remember what that word was
0: yeah yeah <laughs> you, have to, you have to know it you can't just say a random word this story this uh first round uh, is a story prompt called alpha duck an aggressive duck named bob in mansfield england had terrorized postman steve heller to the point that heller has refused to deliver mail to the duck's owners until they contain him heller said the duck started hissing at me and it ran me up the path snapping its beak The apologetic owners left a crunchy candy bar as a peace offering for Heller and a note (laughs) reading. He used to be lovely and cuddly. Now he's a vicious sex maniac. (laughs) Mm. We have him fenced in and hopefully he won't escape. Mm. So Dave, since you're brand new here, you get dealer's choice. You can go first and pitch a story. You can hang back for a little bit, or you can sit out this first round entirely, but the decision is yours. Mm. What do you want to do? You want to go or you want to wait? I'm gonna wait. This one, right. this one's stumping me. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> just, just wait till somebody else talks and then steal their story.
4: I'll wait until I feel loquacious.
2: Mm. Hey. Hey.
0: Okay, so who would like to be the first to tell us what's actually going on with this aggressive duck? I bet duck? it's
2: Ra. I'm
0: mm-hmm. happy to go. You know me, man. Sacrificial lamb all
1: day long. All right, it's always got something good. Well, I always have something, sir. (laughs) It remains to be seen. So I think that we are, uh, I think we're dealing with a science experiment gone wrong. All right. I think that our duck was uh, originally hatched and reared by MI5, right, in Britain, and uh, they were training him to be an assassin, like an attack duck, right? The problem is, is that the doctor who did it, you know, while being a, 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 a really a, an intelligent guy, uh, he wasn't very caring. You know what I mean? So he he was abusive to the duck. Right. The other problem is the doctor wasn't the best wasn't the best smelling guy. OK, he was always working hard. You know, those brainy types, they miss showers and stuff like that. Well, the problem is our duck has had a Pavlovian uh uh, connection between the smell of like sweaty men and the need to attack, because that's, what's been bred into him after all who, this who time. Does, who doesn't? Okay? Listen, I, what what you do in that big bedroom right there, is between you and the rubberized sheets, sir. Um, so, uh, you know, our, our mailman, he's always busy. He's always a sweating guy. And the problem is it's triggering those associations and that's why he's attacking. You know, if the mailman would just take a shower a little more often, we wouldn't have this problem. But he's a Brit and you can't really get on them with the hygiene. So I think we're just going to have to take it how it is.
0: Hmm. All right. Thank you, R.A. McGee. So uh, I'll leave the story up here for a few seconds. Looks like Kevin is cracking his knuckles. Kevin Tumlinson, yes. what do you got for us?
2: Uh, I have the winning story pitch uh, for this round. So everyone prepare your fingers to type Kevin and go. So. <laughs> What we have, actually, is an incident where, uh, the, we, unbeknownst to us, prior to this story, the postman's wife passed away unexpectedly uh, early in her life. But what, uh, another fun fact was that she was a practicing Wiccan and had been striking deals with otherworldly entities. And so what she did was, after she passed, her only ambition in life was to give her husband a son. She wanted to give him a child And so she cut a deal with the devil or with another uh, demon or uh, a high-powered being in the afterlife to return in order to produce a child. And when she produces a child, um, all these wonderful things will happen for her her husband. Uh, But the demon was crafty and sent her back as a sex-crazed duck. And so now, every time the postman rings twice... <laughs> uh, she, she gets loquacious uh, and uh, and attacks him. So
1: don't give him that for that. <laughs> Come, on. Mm, Come on, Jim. Jim. <laughs> Look, I'm, okay, I've got
2: like four right. weeks. i coming back strong.
0: Right?
2: Kevin in the comments now.
5: Kevin has so
0: much stored up.
5: All right, um, I think I got this one. <laughs>
0: all right craig go right clearly
5: was not the winning story so this is going to be the winning story (laughs) what (laughs) so what is happening here we have a group of uh, a criminal enterprise and their idea was you know what what we need to do is to expand our operations is to get a group of like all of the the smartest people in the world in one place and they can put their brains to work on figuring out and seeing the flaws in our plans and we'll be able to take everybody else because everybody else out because they'll just be smarter than they are the problem was is when they gathered all these people together there were two problems first of all smart people smell and so we're going to have to fix that problem the second problem was that there was CRA right, you're you were right um, the second problem was that not every smart person wanted to go along with their nefarious plans and so what they did was in the basement of this establishment they have a an inventor at work, an evil inventor, who is creating this deodorant that not only conquers the smell problem, but it also has a special additive that when they put it on, it is a mind control drug, and it enters through their skin and and then they follow the dictates of their evil overlords. But they need to make sure that nobody finds out about this. See, but if you put out the obvious protections like uh, mean dogs or whatnot, people start to wonder what's going on in there. So with, you know what? What's more innocent than a duck? The the problem was is that as RA was saying and RA was onto something. There was just extra elements to the story, but the, the duck it kind of spun out of control, and the duck started making more of a, a nuisance of itself than might have been what than they predicted, since they wanted to keep this this low key. And now the cover is blown. But um, that's part of the part of the actual information that the news story didn't give you. Because they are indeed under the the thumb of this criminal enterprise as well, and so they they're being um, the editor is is on the payroll as well. So we can't tell you the whole story, but that's really what's happening here.
0: I love the idea that that there's. I could just see a scene with with the the criminal's mentor who's like, "No, you don't want to get a pit bull to guard the warehouse. That's too obvious. You want to hide in plain sight. Get a duck." <laughs>
5: They're smart, not necessarily practical. <laughs> 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 All
0: right,
5: also, I'll me... the duck's name is Loquacious. <laughs> 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 no, not going to give you that one.
0: <laughs> Dave and Doug, it is down to you two.
3: I, oh I I think I got it for you. This is really the 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 winner here so, so after
2: after hearing those pitches he's like oh, okay well i'm not as nervous about this anymore.
4: <laughs> <laughs> dave is <Thanks>. gonna leave <laughs> yeah. all right guys thanks for having me
1: <laughs> i can't be associated with this no dave don't go that website was tropicalthrillers.com. see you later <laughs> hey, peace <laughs> all
3: right well i mean i think what what this really is is more um more of a suspense that's going on with this duck i mean this duck it it dates back to earlier in this duck's life which about six months earlier because ducks don't live very long but um (laughs) the duck had a wife and you know uh... little georgette was uh the duck's wife and and they had a little brood of ducklings that you know followed her around and then one day they went missing and um Bob has been searching for Georgette and his ducklings all over the yard because he doesn't go very far, but um, he has looked everywhere for them, thinking that they're there, and, and every day this postman walks by, and he gets a hint, and this is a whiff that reminds him of the odor of Georgette, and he chases after this postman every day just and he's he's quacking at his loudest and basically just screaming where is my wife where is my wife and the du- and the postman who at present we don't know whether he's he's to blame or not but he he is uh he's denying everything and, and running away and, and turning to the owners telling them that the duck is crazy that you know there never was another duck in this yard and they you know and so the whole thing is this poor duck trying to find his family and and unable to. And only knowing that the postman is probably to blame.
1: Mm. <laughs> but he's like, really oh, nice so would you say that <laughs> Bob
3: the Duck is quacking up? Is
1: that what oh. you said? He's, he's quacking
3: really... up. We went, we went oh. sort of Alfred Hitchcock oh.
2: meets uh, Animal Farm there. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit like Duck on a Train kind of thing. So. <laughs> the Duck
3: on a Train. It's like Shutter Island.
0: Duck on a Train.
3: Duck on a Train.
0: All right. Now, Dave Behrens, you... Okay. Do you, do you have a pitch? I, mean, I have a pitch. I, I have you a pitch. Guys, I feel good now. Too. I
4: feel really good about my...
2: We set that bar really, really low.
4: What we... <laughs> I appreciate you guys starting me off like this. Uh, what we've actually got here is more of a Stephen King type story. What's happening behind the doors of that house is the transfer of consciousness from... Children that they find are uh, supernaturally gifted in telepathy, telekinesis, that kind of thing. But they don't want those children to get away. So, what they do is they transfer this consciousness into a, a very harmless and uh, hard to escape animal, which is the duck. But what they accidentally did was they named this duck Bob. Bob is actually Bobby heller dun 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 and if you go back you'll see the mailman's name is steve heller who just six months ago lost his son his son disappeared out of his room they have no idea where he is but he has no idea of the connection so the duck runs out he says there's my dad and he runs at him and he's attacking him and he's loving on him and they think he thinks oh my gosh what is wrong with this duck they have no idea that it's his, his long lost son and the owners are like, we got to get rid of this mailman. He's obviously crazy. He's he's on us. So um, we'll give him a crunchy candy bar, which always works to turn people away. So what we've actually got here is poor Bobby Heller trying to escape the grips of his evil captors who have transferred his consciousness from the body of a boy into a sex
0: crazed duck. <laughs> Very nice. Thanks, Dave. If so, that doesn't win, I'm not coming back. So I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. Now, if you're watching, now you can vote for your favorite pitch. And you see, Kevin demonstrated how you would vote. <laughs> That's
3: how you vote. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got one.
0: <laughs> All right. So while I everyone is.
3: I like the hashtag Marvel, Marvel
2: Comics No Prize. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Find so this, <laughs> this next round is another. Character plot twist. Now for our new guys, here's what we do. You're going to pick one from the character list, one from the plot list, and one from the twist list. And then you'll tell me so I can write them down. And then you will spin a story based on that. Now, I think probably the fairest way to do this is to start with Dave. Mm, And then Doug, and then the other guys can fight it out amongst themselves. So... Dave, what's your character? (laughs) Actually, let me read them. Let me read them first. I keep forgetting to do that. Character, a pothead dog catcher, a punchy pro wrestler, a nosy neighbor, a retired (coughs) chess master, and a porn movie cameraman. The plot is to plan a bake sale, to find buried treasure, to do a backflip, to escape the in-laws, or to write a song. And then the twist is that the character is also a nudist. It takes place in the 1800s. The entire story takes place in one minute. The character is also a zombie or the character wins the lottery during the story.
4: Mm. Now, do I choose one of each up front right yep, now? One each up front. Yep. Mm, okay. All right. We're going We're <coughs> going with Pothead, pothead Dog Catcher, um, of course. We are going to find buried treasure and i like is also a zombie
0: okay so dave erens is about to tell us a story about a stony dog catcher who is trying to find buried treasure and he's also a zombie first
4: of all Obviously, most dog catchers are potheads because that's got to be the worst do- uh, worst job in the world and probably pays next to nothing. Therefore, this guy is on a hunt to get more money because he's obviously out of pot. So he is going around in a daze, dazed and confused, as it were, trying to find buried treasure. So everywhere he goes, He sees that the dogs have dug holes into yards where they have been, and he thinks in his confusion, his delusion, that these dogs are onto something, and they know where treasure is at all these houses that he's going to to catch these dogs and bring them in. So he goes into the yards and starts digging up these, digging up the holes, digging up the yard, and one day he digs up. Accidentally, he goes onto an Indian burial ground, digs into the ground, and up comes another creature turns out this creature is a zombie so he freaks out and he starts running away and he goes to another yard that he's been to and another zombie is coming up out of the ground he runs from that one walking dead style they're just lumbering after him so he goes to the next house boom up comes another zombie they're all now out of the ground, chasing him around. He's looking for dogs, looking for treasure. He can't find any. He sees all these zombies coming, and finally he gets overwhelmed. He, does, he has nowhere to run. They come up to him, and he f- it fully expects that his brains are about to leave his head, and they stop because he looks down and sees that his skin is no longer human, but the petrified gray remains of a zombie. Very nice. I
2: think the title of that story is Dogged and Confused.
4: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Pretty good. Or the walking dog. (laughs) The walking dog. (laughs) The walking dog.
0: That's going on the list. The walking dog. (laughs) The walking dogs. Okay, Doug, now it is your turn. What is your character?
4: Douglas, well, can I'm hear choose nope. the
3: porn okay. movie camera. Man. Naturally.
4: That was a tough one for me.
3: As you do. <laughs> I'm going to go with the. <laughs>
4: write what you know.
3: <clears throat> the, the porn movie cameraman planning a bake sale, um, and he's going to win a lottery during the story.
0: Okay, uh, Doug. Is going to tell us a story about a porn movie cameraman who is trying to plan a bake sale, and he wins the lottery. All right, Doug. Okay. <laughs>
3: With Jake, who is a who has just a, been working as a porn movie cameraman for years. You know, he started out as the, you know, just filming short shorts, and now he's doing the big time. You know, straight up to Pornhub, and he um <laughs> with, with, with the uh, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Filming with shorts. the uh, pandemic, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 I don't know, yeah, I don't. Um, but he's uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he's lost his job. You know, the pandemic's hit. Um, you know, it's 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 tough out there. Free porn is everywhere, so nobody's paying cameraman to, to come film anything. And so he decides that, you know, in order to – he wants to start his own company. He wants to start his own business where he can, you know, film porn that he wants to. And, you know, with the, you know, creative freedom that he feels he deserves to be able to show. And But he doesn't have any money to do it because porn cameramen don't make a lot of money to begin with. So he decides that he's going to put together a fundraiser. And um, luckily, he he also happens to like – Baking cupcakes, so he <laughs> bakes, you know, ton of
2: cupcakes. What? So,
3: just so, so are a shortbread, <laughs> <laughs> shortbread. So he um he decides to bake all his cupcakes. He's gonna have himself a bake sale, and um he's he sets it all up, you know, and and he and. In the brilliance that he has he he actually thought he would put up like you know what his goal is so he has big posters up of what he plans to to make as far as the the movies and surprisingly the bake sale is a big dud nobody comes by you know the you know people come by and see it and they just walk away scared of the cupcakes and whatever and so he's he's a little disheartened you know and he, he kind of is about to leave and he and he, and he walks away just, down on his luck and he carries the last little tray because he threw the cupcakes around is upset because nobody bought him he has like four cupcakes left and he he decides he's just gonna you know head back home and he you know he packs up all the stuff withs four cupcakes under his arm and his posters of you know potential porn movies he plans to make and he, he heads off down the road and he encounters this you know little old man who's coming back back from the store. And, um, you know, the old man comes up to him and, and looks at him. He's got a little twinkle in his eye, kind of like, you know, you know, a knowing grandfather. And, and he, and he looks at the, at young Jake. and He says, uh, you know, you look down, son. And and Jake's kind of nodding along saying, yeah, it's just, it's just tough. You know, I have this dream. And, um, and this man said, well, you know, what is your dream? And he goes, well, you know, I want to make, I want to make porn creative porn. You know, artistic stuff, and <laughs> you know, it's the old man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, old, uh, the old man just, just kind of looks at him and, and and shakes his head, and and then and says, "Well, he goes, I, I, you know, I don't have any money. I just, you know, I went and um, bought you know, my last lottery ticket. You know, I took my last dollar, bought a lottery ticket, um, but I'll trade you my lottery ticket for your cupcakes." And so he, he trades the cupcakes and, and he goes off home. And that, that night as he's, as he's um, watching the lottery, he scratches it off and he sees he's won $1,000. And he's ecstatic because $1,000 is enough to make like four porn movies. And so he, he immediately <laughs> goes out and begins, you know, looking for his talent and, and starts setting up to make, you know, Duck on a train and and moves, moves forward, and that's that's the tale of Jake and his his, yeah. his adventures through. What Ooh. a beautiful,
0: heartwarming story! Thank you, Duck. Mm. Ducking yeah. those salads. You know, there's there's thousands good in everyone's heart. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> thousands, hundreds, hundreds All of
0: hundreds. Okay, tens we are down. Of of We're down to Craig, R. A. and Kevin. Who among you? would like to go Sir, third. Are
2: we are we doing this to the bitter
0: end? Is We're this doing this to end? the bitter end. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> Dig in, everybody. I
4: mean, that was the winner, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I right, right. I'll go. go. I, I have
3: to remember.
2: Okay, so uh, how about... I'll do it. Uh, I'll, I'll pick punchy pro wrestler uh, has to uh, escape the in-laws uh, in, in one minute.
0: In one minute. In one <laughs> Kevin's minute. going to tell us a story about a punchy pro wrestler who was trying to escape the in-laws, and the story takes place in one minute.
2: Okay. Uh, Brock the Brick Manconi is our wrestler. Um, and he's gone through a few too many rounds uh, in his pro wrestling career. Uh, little out there. And so, he, he's uh, you know, he's over for the holidays, and he's, he's, he just can't stand his in-laws. I mean, they're always nagging him. They're always, you know, when are you going to get a real job? Uh, you're not, you know, how come you don't have a belt? Uh, things like that. Why don't you repent? <laughs> uh, and so, he decides uh, he's going to make it his mission to, uh, to make his escape. And he's got one minute before Thanksgiving dinner starts. And so, he uh, allows everyone to get, gather around the table and just as about they're about to say grace and thanks for the meal. He picks up a chair and bashes the uh, the father, and then dives out the window. And the
3: <laughs>
2: the ending of the story is um, he he's not married, but really his in laws just sort of <laughs> inviting himself to somebody's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: And
0: then he turns and he looks at the number on the front of the house and says, oh, crap. Oops." <laughs> okay, Man. Craig and RA, if you want to go, you can. If you feel like the segment's gone on one. too long. All right. No, nah, let's do this. I, I,
1: I've been sitting here. Let's do this. All right. Which, okay, so all right. I want to do a retired chess master okay. All right. who does a backflip and is also a nudist.
4: <laughs> that is oh, a man. recipe for the picture right there so, uh, the, uh, we are uh, retired we
2: audition for the uh, the, the, uh, for the porn guy <laughs> the
1: porn camera
3: guy
1: yeah, he's going to link up with, with Doug's guy
3: yes, you know, yes, when yes. Doug's
1: guy spends through the money
3: you know? I mean I mean, a porn, that'd be I awesome. could make <laughs> thousands of dollars that's right dude <laughs> I so, can make tens of tens of dollars
1: so, so our, uh, our chess master's name is uh it's just Jim Smith, real plain guy from the heartland of America. Let's call him a Hoosier. We picked on Michigan enough. You know what I mean? Let's say he's from Indiana. Uh, go Hoosiers. And uh, he goes over to Russia, all right, plays the biggest match of his life, and he loses to Vasily Drenko, of course, right, because the Russians are all – they're juiced up in the Olympics. They're taking uh, amphetamines for their mind. They're just all over it, right? So he loses to Vasily. He comes home, and his confidence is shattered, all right? His confidence is shattered and what he decides is that I just need to learn how to do something and I can start the comeback. You know what I mean? Everything I've done lately has been wrong. You know, my my pawn to, to r2 is not working. Nothing's working. But if I can learn right how r2. to do a backflip that what about I don't D2? know if that's based space on a board. D2. R2. There we go. My bad it's
4: R2 and D2.
1: Perfect. So he he, every day he's learning, he's learning, and he's learning. And eventually he nails this backflip, and his confidence is at an all time high. He flies back to Russia. Okay. He plays Vasily. All right. Puts him in checkmate. Bang. Everything's over. The crowd goes silent. Vasily's the hometown champ. So Jim stands up and he looks at everyone and he says, Are you not entertained? No one laughs. laughs, No one claps. So he drops trowel, hits his backflip, and walks off butt naked out of the arena.
4: So... And Doug's guy comes up and goes, and sing. That's right. <laughs> hey, kid, you want to be in pictures? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't thought about being in
1: pictures,
0: kid. Exactly. <laughs> now, Craig, all you are left with now—you know, you don't have to go, Craig, because this is. You're left with a nosy neighbor who wants to write a song in the 1800s. I think.
5: I, I mean, I feel like I have to go, right? Okay. Nice. Now, I will say that I had the perfect story lined up, and it would have just blown everything away. We would just shut the show down because we would never, wouldn't have been able to top it, but everybody took all of my mm. choices. So unfortunately, uh, I won't be able to recite the, the perfect story. You can me. What are my choices again? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Craig is going to tell us a story about neighbor. a nosy neighbor who needs to write, a, write song a song in the 1800s.
5: All right. All right, so this guy... He's kind of a uh, down on his like, cowboy, cowpoke. He kind of drifts from job to job. <coughs> his name is Dusty, and he's, he's uh, going through this kind of this area of uh, Texas that's pretty sketchy and uh, known for outlaws. And uh, he's got one thing that's left to his name, and that's a pair of silver spurs. was <clears throat> going through this, this canyon. Suddenly he hears the click of a hammer back on a Colt 45 and a voice, put your hands up. So he does. Get off your horse. He does. Give me your silver spurs. He's like, okay, buddy, that's where I draw the line. You can take everything else, take my clothes, my horse, my saddlebags. Please leave me my silver spurs. Well, the, the bandit chief says, all right, you want your silver spurs? I'll give you a chance to to keep your silver spurs. And I, But I want to know some secrets. There's this town over here called uh, Townville. And I want you to, go, <laughs> I want you to go, go into this town. Well done. Thank you. And uh, there's some secrets a, about a great the here and state. Right, <laughs> in the country of country. Um, the, the sheriff and the mayor, I know they've got some secrets, but I'm not sure what they are. And I need you to find out what those are so I can blackmail them and hold it over their head so that I can do what I want. And if they come after me, then I tell their, their story. All right, so what you're gonna do, move into town. I'll give you a spot you some money, move into the house next to the mayor, and just poke around in his business a little bit. Try to find out what is going on, but what's going on over there? So Dusty does this. Fast forward, he's set up in his house and he starts spending his nights looking out the window at, at the, <coughs> the mayor's house. And it turns out the sheriff is visiting the mayor's house a, a, awful lot at very odd, odd hours. So he goes back <clears throat> back to the bandit chief and says. Look, uh, Mr. Loquacious. I, I, I hear. <laughs> here's the the details of your demand and what. <laughs> right, second time was a charm. It took okay. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> here's the details. Can I keep my silver spurs? And the bandit chief says, "All right, you've won." And uh... wait, what was my twist again? Uh, it's in the 1800s. 1800s. Oh, I've got it covered then. That's the end of the story, folks. That's the story <laughs> end of the story right there. Hey! He, he keeps the Silver Spurs, goes on his way, and continues to be unable to hold down a steady job.
2: I remember watching Silver Spurs in the 80s.
5: Do you remember that plot line? Because that's where it's from. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> like Ricky Schroeder, right? I
0: have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so we are after. We're plus half an hour. Do you guys want to do one more? Let's do it, man. I'm down. 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 All right, we'll do one more round. This is called Take It To Go. It's a story prompt. Three men are on the run in Philly after a botched ATM burglary. The men entered a Chinese takeout restaurant and ordered food, then set off an explosive device while they waited that damaged an ATM, but they couldn't remove the cash box inside the machine, police said. They escaped empty-handed on foot and bicycle, and the police are still searching for them. No word on if they received their food first. So we got so a couple of guys.
5: Well oh, they just got bored while waiting. It's like, hey, let's <laughs> set off a bomb.
0: You should, that that the, could be that could be AT&T your pitch, correct? Chinese
2: restaurants is like an hour later, you just want to blow up another ATM.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to be the first to pitch us a story about the ATM burglary inside the Chinese restaurant?
1: I'll go. I don't mind. Uh, I'll go first again. Okay. All right. No, all I'm right. sorry. Go ahead.
3: If you're good. If you got no, one. I'm no, gonna go. go all right. Go all right. I want to hear it. Oh, okay.
1: I don't want to step on your in. toes, man. I know. Uh, so I think that we're dealing with, uh, unfortunately, a, a somewhat topical story uh, regarding the rising cost of insulin. Okay. Now I think that we have a couple of uh, a couple of diabetic that diabetic fellas. Right. Mm. Who are just living in the city together, you know, doing their thing and,
3: Diabolic um, diabetics. Diabolic
1: diabetics yeah.
3: diabolical diabetics,
1: diabolical diabetics. <laughs> I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're living in the city together and they're just kind of bemoaning the fact that, like, man, you know, we've got type one diabetes, like we can't even get rid of this. And, and insulin is so expensive now. Uh, we should really think about ways to make money. And they go, all right. So they're walking around, they're walking around, walking down the street, says, man, I- I'm feeling a little lightheaded. Is your blood sugar a little low? Yeah, mine's a little low, too. Let's go to the Chinese joint and uh, we'll make some, you know, we'll get some we'll get some food. Right. We'll get some some general sos or or whatever. General sos is the only good thing there anyway. So they get some general sos and they're, uh, they're they're sitting there and they're thinking. And and one of them looks at the other one and says, hey, do you remember in Pulp Fiction? when they were eating and they just decided to just rob the place like right off the bat. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, well, why don't we just, why don't we just rob the place? Let's just rob this place. The one guy looked at the other one and he was like, I don't know, man, don't they have like different money? Like Chinese people? (laughs) You're like, how are we going to spend, like, how are we going to spend yen? How are we going to spend yen if we rob the Chinese people? And he's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. He goes, but that ATM has got American <laughs> ducats in it. So let's rob the ATM. So that's what they did. They improvised a little device made with MSG and nail polish. They stuck it all around the lock. And they Look tried up. to set it off and blow it up. It didn't work. It didn't work, as you can probably tell. So they decide to beat feet. The problem is they ate too much food. They overcorrected their blood sugar. So as they're running, they get kind of lethargic. They kind of lay down and get sleepy. A little, a little touch of the itis, and they kind of take a nap. And that's when the cops get them and uh, roll them up and take them to jail. So it's just, you know, people just trying to to, to do what they can for their health care, man. You know, and really, you have to admire something like that.
0: Very nice, thanks, RA. All right, Doug. Since you were hmm. almost first, do you want to take the second spot? Sure, let
3: me go. Yes. So, you know,
0: I'm let's... sure I took your story.
3: <laughs> completely I mean, I, oh, yeah, it's insulin. I mean it was uh. No, this is this is more of a tale of a of, uh, of the competition that this chinese restaurant happens to have always come in number one in the city with the best egg rolls and these two guys who happen to run a smaller chinese place right down the block and they're trying to you know they want to steal the recipe and so their big plan is to go in and just order the the egg rolls and try to, you know, take them home and and taste test them, see if they can't figure out what makes them so good. But while they're there, um, they're not the ones that came in and blew up the the ATM. It turned out that this first Chinese restaurant is is a, you know, it's a gang hangout for the Tong. And it wasn't an attack on the uh, ATM so much as an attack on the restaurant because they were laundering money through it. So the two guys were there and they immediately kind of duck for cover when the bomb went off um and they realized that in all the chaos they could jump over the counter and steal the recipe for the egg rolls because everybody keeps them right behind the counter um and so they jump over there and grab the recipe and they take off leaving their egg rolls and their phone number where they called in the order and and took off so it didn't take long for the police to come along and tie that the bomb might have been uh Connected to the uh, takeout order that never got picked up, and so they just tracked down the number and traced them down, and found these two men making egg rolls in their apartment, and arrested them um, and accused them, and they ended up going to prison um, for for a crime they really didn't commit, you know. And they they were targeted later on for future problems in prison for by the uh, the tong, so. <laughs>
0: Man, Doug's stories are all depressing. Are you okay, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know.
2: How's the porn movie depressing? <laughs> <actually>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> know, right. I'm not today. sure how you made a porn movie depressing, actually. We have no idea.
5: All right. I feel like I need to go next. All right, Craig. I've been called out by Desiree because I forgot part. Of, I didn't, the guy didn't write a song in my mashup story. Oh. So I'm, I'm going to have to, to, to uh, rectify that. And what I'll do is by telling the story of the sequel of Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> so, <whew. laughs> Philadelphia is actually a small town in the 1800s out west. And um, so Dusty, he wanted to get, keep his silver spurs. And the ban- bandit chief said, okay, I'm going to hold your spurs as collateral. And the secret you've told me just isn't good enough. Nobody cares about the relationship between the sheriff and the mayor, old hat, who cares about it? You can need something better than that. But I'll give you another chance. I happen, the bandit chief said, to be the, I used to work with the Philharmonic out in, in Boston. And I know every song that's ever been written. I want you to find me a song that has, I've never heard. And if you can do that, then I will give you back your silver spurs. And Dusty says, all right. Tall order, I'm going to do it. So he goes back into Townville and he starts looking around and all these songs, brings back to the bandit chief, like, nope, heard them all. doesn't work. Finds like, oh, Dusty thinks to himself, I think I know where I can find a song that the bandit chief hasn't heard. So he goes down to the local Chinese place and he says, will you teach me some of your local songs, Uh, some from your culture? That's, I don't think that uh, this guy will have heard those and the Chinese chef says no, n- no song no song lest you pay but, but he's like okay I can give you my silver spur." and then he realizes he doesn't have his silver spurs because they're being held by collateral by the bandit chief
0: <laughs> so, please continue I, I've, I have I to know I have where this goes. My,
5: I have spoken myself into a corner so <laughs> what was the original story put the original story back up here for a minute 18. Oh, okay, I got it. I forgot. So, so he goes down to the to to the bank, and says, "I want to give give me a loan based on and you know use my silver spurs as collateral." It's like, dude, no, the bandit chief has them. You can't use the same thing for collateral twice. It's like, fine, I'll just come back here after dark. He thinks to himself, and I'll get into that ATM. Now, an ATM in the 1800s is a little different. Than what you might think. So what you do is there's just a little crank on the side. So you you put in you put in <laughs> coins and you crank it and it spits you out dollar bills. So what he does he's put he he fabricates these coins. He finds flat stones and feeds them into this wooden ATM machine that isn't sophisticated enough to realize they're not real coins. Cranks it out, gets money, goes down to the Chinese place, pays them for the song, takes the song back to the bandit chief, sings it to him. He hasn't heard it obviously. He gives him the spurs. End of story. <sighs>
3: Woof. That
5: was loquacious. That was <laughs> loquacious. To say Desiree, did I win a vote on that? Did I actually <laughs> better a vote for you now? I cared enough to go back and finish my story. So I get a vote for that story and for this one for tying them all together, right? Just a thought. And I was loquacious while doing it. I'm coming up strong here at the end. Uh, <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll go next. Oh, actually. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, okay. So uh, the reality here is that this isn't actually about blowing up the ATM at all. The guys were interested in the ATM. That was just a distraction. Uh, because unbeknownst to everyone, prior to all this happening, there was a, uh, a breach of a sort of um, a series of bank codes. And what happened was uh, their inside man stole all of them and to hide what he'd done, he actually broke into a fortune cookie factory and, and, and put the codes on the fortunes in the factory. And all those fortunes went to this Chinese restaurant. So they, they enter the Chinese restaurant and they know that uh, this this ATM is chump change, but if they can blow it up, they'll have the police looking for uh, petty criminals where they, when they are actually brilliant masterminds. So... They uh, blow up the ATM, and while everyone's distracted by that, they steal all of the fortune cookies and make their escape. And now they have access codes to thousands of different accounts. They get thousands of dollars uh, for their efforts, and, uh, and uh, they become quite loquacious about it to uh, their, their buddies and pals in the underworld, uh, and that leads to their arrest. So-
0: very nice, Kevin. I actually so I
2: used loquacious the way it's meant to be did. used. I should get X points.
0: Well done, Here. Yeah. That's just for you, Kevin.
2: <laughs> right. distract him with a blowing ATM
0: bit. Classic.
4: I, I think All I'm right. ready. If uh, if if nobody else is. All right, Dave. I think it's just you, Dave, right? I think, I think right. You. Okay, good. Bring yeah. us home, Dave. A dog catcher a punchy wrestler and a porn cameraman walk into a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) The reason they're there is because they all need money. And of course, because they're making a porn film, some Chinese takeout. So they've heard a legend from the 1800s about a singing cowboy who once had a pair of silver spurs these things are now worth millions of dollars. And they have somehow fallen into the hand hands of the Chinese family that runs the Chinese takeout down in Townville, Philadelphia. <laughs> so they go into this place and they say, as a distraction, hey, we need some General Sal's chicken. And the guys go in the back to get it. And they say, Where if, if we were going to hide the spurs in this restaurant, where would we put them? Of course, you would put them in the ATM machine. So they they come they've come up with a pipe bomb type thing made of uh, I forget MSG and uh, perfume I said nail polish. Or, uh, but it should have been like soy sauce. Yes, you know? soy sauce and MSG, which is kind of <laughs> so they tuck it under the ATM, attempting to blow it up. But they blow it you and it's packed inside the box. Including
2: duck sauce. <laughs>
4: Gotta have duck
2: sauce. Sex maniac duck sauce. That's right. sauce. <laughs> That's right. what the Bob bomb sauce is made of. Bob sauce. Okay.
4: Let's let Dave finish Bob the story. Sauce. As we know, the little the little box inside doesn't crack open. They can't get it. So they decide to save their uh save their save themselves to try another day. So they take hike out the door. The cops are after them, but they've got a bike, and all three of them jump on the bike and take off uncaught to this day. Dun dun dun! <laughs> nice. Thanks, Dave.
0: Nice catching everything right. in. Good, good. So, uh, I'm gonna put a banner here. Let's see. We've got some recent comments come in. Round two to Doug. Desiree says it's okay, Craig. She, you have, you were redeemed. <laughs> oh, but then Dave got the vote. Yep, mm. so it had to happen. <laughs> um, I feel like you guys have ears. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank dave barons for coming that's tropical thrillers.com did i spell that right yeah yep also if you'll go to story dot live that's where you can find all of our websites and hey uh, not, to, not
1: to interrupt before yeah. before we go what's i up? just want to say uh dave is also an amazing cover designer who made yeah. the covers for my blackthorn series Sanction and rogue and disavowed
0: Props to Dave. Shameless plug for my own books. Thank you. I'll stop now. Nice, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, where was I? (laughs) So if you go to storyonthespot.live, you can find all the previous episodes um, and probably future episodes, although I can't can't predict the future. But we really want to thank Doug for coming back. We want to thank Dave for showing up first time. Welcoming back Kevin and Craig and RA. I guess it's cool that you're here too. Um <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. All right, everybody.